Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From NewSounds.org, this is the Soundcheck Podcast. This is a soundcheck session from our archives. Those archives go back 20 years, but this session is slightly more recent. It's from 2018. From NewSounds.org, this is the Soundcheck Podcast, our series of live in-studio performances. I'm John Schaefer. My guest today is the guitarist Marisa Anderson. Now, saying she's a guitarist doesn't really tell you much. You might reasonably be asking, well, is it classical, country, experimental, folk? And the answer is yes. Marisa Anderson plays all of those but she kind of plays none of them as well. Her latest album called Cloud Corner is a real beauty, and she's here today to play some of it for us. Beginning with the title track, here's Marisa Anderson live on Soundcheck.
That is Marisa Anderson with Cloud Corner. It's the title track of her album and a live performance here in the Soundcheck studio. Marisa, welcome to the program. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I really like this record a lot. Thank um, you. That song in particular reminds me of some of the music of the late John Fahey. Mm-hmm. Was, was he kind of a... Do, do you feel a kindred spirit when you listen to, to his music? To be honest... I don't. I get asked that a lot, and um, the best that I can come up with is that perhaps John Fahey and I listen to a lot of the same records. That's kind of where I was going with this, because you know people pegged him as a folk guitarist too, yeah. and but yeah. he was a guy who was deeply into 20th century classical music and Tibetan and Indian music, and you know listened to all manner of of things, and it yeah. seems like you've you've kind of taken that that ball and run with it as well i don't really listen to guitar players that often mm. you know um i find more inspiration in other and other sounds i like i listen to a lot of music with an ear for the piano and the drums and if i listen to guitar players it's usually west african or ethiopian guitar players mm. more inspired by that yeah so uh there are also uh, kind of elements of of drone music yeah. in in several of the tracks on on yeah. Cloud Corner, which you know that can come from non-Western sources, or the, you know that that can be a very kind of avant-garde experimental Western thing as well. Drone for me also comes from the natural world, you know, um, just the sense of if at any point in your day and you're like, oh, it's quiet, and if you shut your eyes, you'll hear a highway, you'll hear a plane, you'll hear something you know it's it's almost never quiet and i think we live our lives accompanied by an invisible drone yeah and, uh, so in some ways i i think there's there's that in my music are, are you familiar with lamont young yeah yeah okay yeah because oh i should visit that house yeah <laughs> oh the dream house yeah. here in new york yeah so uh for folks who aren't aware lamont is considered to be sort of the founder of the minimalist music movement um, but he claims that one of his formative experiences growing up was listening to the sound of the wind blowing through the chinks of the log cabin mm. in his childhood home in Idaho. And then the other big inspiration is the 60-cycle drone oh, of, totally. of American electricity. You I know, used the to 60 hum hertz. along with the vacuum cleaner as a kid. <laughs> like When I was vacuuming, there was this like high sound, and I would just like find my voice like and, and like sort of moan the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, uh, drone, for all that it sounds like, well, it's just one note and it just goes on and on and yeah. on. It's, there's like a universe in there if you do exactly what you just said, try and find your way into it. Yeah. So is that, does that mean that you're kind of naturally drawn to open tunings on the guitar where you can have those sustained ringing sounds? I play in mostly open D and sometimes open D minor for a number of reasons. And um, one of them is to have strings that are allowed to ring out and that um, I can play against that ringing and create sort of the third voice that good harmony mm. creates. So that is a big reason that I use open tunings. And the other reason is that I, I was trained classically and like my background in, in guitar makes me almost, I, I don't know how to say it, but um, with standard tuning, it's very difficult for me to find my way out of what I already think I know. Mm. And so I approached open tunings as a way of unlearning and relearning the instrument. When I play with other people, I play in standard because it's a shared language. Right. But my sort of internal guitar language is just purely translated into mostly open D these for the last 
decade or so. Yeah. Um, when you say you're classically trained, you mean as a guitarist? Yeah. You learned classical yeah. guitar? Yeah. Um, so classical guitar, folk music, uh, even some of the non-Western guitarists that you probably like, these are all kind of acoustic, but you largely play electric. Why? It's true. Um, sustain is the biggest reason. Like what we were just talking about, like notes ringing in the air, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and another reason is one thing I love to do is play very lightly, but have it be very loud. Mm. And I think you, the, the tonalities that come out of the instrument when you do that are incredible. Um, there's a real shimmering that can happen when you allow sort of the electric guitar and the amp to do that work for you. Um, it's counterintuitive. You know, you think, oh, you turn it up and play hard. But if you turn it up and play lightly, you get this whole other palette that is beautiful. Yeah. Now, I, I asked you before uh, whether you were familiar with Lamont Young, and I, I guess I kind of wasn't too surprised when you said yes, because the piece you're going to play for us next, called Pulse, mm -hmm. has, it seems, kind of echoes of that minimalist it, Yeah, this movement. one is the most sort of overtly, you know, nodding, nodding to, to minimalism. Um, I was thinking Steve Reich on this one. He mm -hmm. does this real nice, like, like kind of push-pull, push-pull, push-pull. And I was also thinking about, you know, like all of the sort of schmaltzy movie violin string sections that go <laughs> like that. I tried to make that. And then the other, this, this piece is just me being a super technical nerd. The other thing I was hoping to achieve in this piece was to get my thumb to play in six, which is hard for a guitar player. And the guitar players out there two and four seem to be the default setting. Mm -hmm. um, so this piece is just, yeah, kind of, taking minimalism and then applying these two technical challenges right. to it. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's hear another piece. For, it's, it's on the record called Cloud Corner, the latest from Marisa Anderson, but here's another live performance in the Soundcheck studio.
That once again is Marisa Anderson playing a tune called Pulse, which you'll find on her album called Cloud Corner. How much of this music, Marisa, is, if any, improvised? I mean, once you write a piece, is it the same repeatable experience night after night? Um, So the records are almost entirely improvised. I think I came into recording Cloud Corner with one song that I was like, this is a song and here's how it goes. (laughs) Everything else, (laughs) everything else was completely improvised. Um, Some things are first takes. Other things are um, like motifs that I work and work and work until a piece builds itself out of them. And then taking songs from the record onto the stage is a process that I don't enjoy. It's the hardest part. Um, mm. Because what works on a record, or what a, you know, what you want from a listening experience, it could be quite different than what works on stage. And so the cha- the pieces change a bit. Um, to some of them only work exactly how they are on the record, and other ones only work if I'm just really present with them night after night. And those usually turn out to be my favorite. Yeah, I'm not a super fan of just memorizing and playing. So when I play live. I tend to discard the songs that are no longer teaching me anything. Mm-hmm. That I have no more. I feel like there's no more left for me to explore or find or learn. And so every night I am finding like a new inner voicing or a new rhythmic subtlety or a new like melody, you know, to wrap around. Uh, although a couple of years ago, you you did an album of traditional and public domain songs. It's true. Which you know. Talk about songs that you would think there's nothing left to learn here. You, you were able to mine those for some really kind of startling and, and unusual versions. Yeah. So that, I mean, it, it's, it seems like if it's a good song, there's always something else you can squeeze out of it. it I seems. agree with you. Sometimes you just need to take a break from them, yeah. you know? Sometimes yeah. it's like a friend that you've just, you love your friend, but you've just spent that much time with them, you know? <laughs> and you're just like, I'll see you in a couple weeks. <laughs> so with this with this album, Cloud Corner, um, coming into the studio with just one song kind of ready to go, was there an idea? Was there a direction that you had in mind with this record? Records start for me with sound, um, it's almost always like a, a sonics that I'm chasing. And I like to make the comparison to cooking. Um, cause I like to cook and you know, I might be like, Oh, I start to get a little smell or idea and I don't know what I'm going to make, but I kind of know what flavor it might have. And then it builds into something I'm cooking. I, I feel similarly about the records. Like, so for this record for cloud corner, I knew I wanted really light sounds and I wanted a lot of air and most of my other records have been a little heavier, um, like more overdrive and kind of warmer sounding. And this one I was like, well, what if I make it kind of cool Mm. and um, make it, yeah, just breathy. And so there's more reverb, the the decay times are really long on some of the songs. Um, It is, I think, a more minimalist record than the others. Yeah. And and also a more intimate one. I mean, it's it's the kind of record that either asks you to listen on headphones or to just be kind of quiet and still and maybe close to the speakers. Mm. And, you know, so there's, uh, I, whether it was intended this way or not, there's almost a sense of you kind of clearing a space with, with this album. That could be. I, I think that 
it's impossible to ever know what you're making mm. when you're making it. And in fact, it might even be impossible for me to know what I've made. Yeah. You know, like I'm yeah. too close to it. So to have a, a pure listening experience. Yeah. You know? So um, which of the pieces was the, the kind of fully fleshed out thing that you went into this? Sam Fell You. The one yeah. you're going to do next. Yeah, yeah. Um, where is this place? It's in Spain on the coast, about an hour out of Barcelona. Um, right. And I was playing out there a few years ago, 2015, I think. And I had an experience that inspired the song. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the full name is Saint Feliu de Guijols. Yeah. Uh, the name of this town, it's on the Mediterranean. Yeah. On the eastern seaboard of Spain. Yeah. And uh, you want to play for us? Yeah. Now this this necessitates another change of tuning, or have no, you were already good. you've already done we're that? We're good. Yeah, okay. I slipped that by. <laughs> Marisa Anderson is here with us on uh, this edition of the Soundcheck Podcast. Here's another track from her record, Cloud Corner.
Marisa Anderson with the song Saint Felieu de Guichols from her record called Cloud Corner, live performance here in the Soundcheck studio. So, uh, Marisa, talking before about, you know, taking songs on the road, this is kind of a, a what you just played for us is very similar to what's on the record. Right, because it was written before the record. Right. Yeah. So now as you tour around, are you already finding, you know, the the tracks that are kind of calling you and yeah uh, yeah um there was i learned about six of the songs off the record to play and one of them has fallen (laughs) us to the side (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) um but five of them are sticking around yeah well some of them like the lament you know which has a kind of open airy sound just uh, to me that's the kind of piece that would invite you to really kind of yeah. Stretch. Yeah, every I've been night. playing that one. That one is a slower reveal. Yeah. Um I am still playing it very close to how it is on the record and I can feel it starting to grow, but it is a slower reveal yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you ever um in the course of these sets, do you go back to some of the older songs? I mean not not your older songs, mm-hmm. but some of the older songs that you had done? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um I, do, I always do a couple of traditionals. In the mix, two or three. Yeah. yeah. And anything Ethiopian or West African get thrown into the mix? Sometimes. Yeah? Sometimes, yeah. Not Ethiopian, but some... Th- I mean, I'm heavily inspired by Ali Farkatoure. Yeah. And um, a few other more contemporary artists there, and mostly people that I've heard through uh, the Sahel Sounds label. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is more kind of so the Northern Mali, mostly, yeah, Yeah. like Tenarawen and Etran Finitawa, yeah, like that. Mostly though, I've been able to listen to the solo guitar players less than the bands, um, Mm. because Sahel Sound works with a lot of solo players. Yeah, yeah, it's an incredible style of guitar playing. The way that the rhythm is held and moves almost as if silence were percussive. Yeah, I find in there, it's it's an incredible style. Yeah, desert blues as they call it. Yeah. Well, Marisa, uh, your playing is a mix of all these welter of styles <laughs> that you've listened to over the years, and what comes out is, is you know, really kind of distinctively yours, and congratulations, the new record really is beautiful. Thank you, thank you so much. been listening to an episode of the Soundcheck podcast from our archives. Our technical director is Irene Trudell. Our producer is Karen Havlick. I'm John Schaefer. You can see and hear much more on our website. Check it out at newsounds.org.